Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Season three starts with a brand new year, 2021. It's uh, it's official. The markets are insane. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, it's uh, definitely been a good start to the year. Two days in a row of uh, almost, on the one day, almost 50 cents on today. Actually, 50 cents range in beans. Uh, corn just keeps screaming higher, close to that $5 mark, but can't quite make it above. And uh, to say we have volatility at this point is probably an understatement. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been wild. I mean, to see to see that big move up uh, to start the year and then have it all given back at one point yesterday before we did come back and finish a little bit higher on the day. Uh, a very interesting uh, uh, bit of volatility. Uh, big increase in open interest uh, yesterday for corn and beans. And then, uh, you know, it re- remains to be seen uh, what we did today. But, you know, massive 50-plus cent move. And then we finished 30 cents higher, 35 cents higher in, in beans. And, and corn finishes eight uh, higher after being up, uh, you know, th- 12, 13 cents at one point. Um, is there anything to read into this? Because I, I know as we start to talk about things, there's a lot of there's a lot of outside factors to to be concerned about, or, or at least to be monitoring over the next few weeks. Is there anything that you would read into the market action, that, at least for the last couple of days here? I would be very cautious. And the reasons for being very cautious is you, you have a report next week, which everyone should know about by now. You got the WASD, you got everything that's uh, going to be coming out of state of WISE. You have just a market that is just so easy to buy. You've had multiple moves that look like they could be tops and just have not been. Next day you come out and you just, you need to buy it. And it's just got to such a peak emotion of just absolute euphoria that it has to go higher. And there's no other reason to see this market do anything other than that, that it's worrisome. And you saw right before the close at uh, 110 here to, uh, on Tuesday, the bean market, and you saw 5,200 contracts come in here in, in a minute and sell. And the market flushed 15 cents and slipped back. And there was some worry there. And mm-hmm. we still finished 35 cents higher, so you can't sit there and say, you know what, this is just horrible. And yada, yeah, there's yada, no yada. failure whatsoever. Yeah. Right. So you're sitting here and you're thinking, well, that was odd, but we're still an uptrend market. We're still making new contract highs and uh, bear markets don't make new contract highs. So might as well just keep buying it. Mm-hmm. And at what points is it going to be that, all right, we need to stop buying this thing and we need to look on the flip side. We got uh, a new crop that's going to be coming online here in the next several months. And we have Brazil that's going to be harvesting here soon. And we have uh, new strains of COVID that's peaking inside around the corner and you're starting to get lockdowns. And at what point have we stopped feeding the bull and we've gotten to a point of peak emotion and we've uh, overdone it? That's well, the, the peak question. The peak emotion can go the other way, though, too. I mean, you, as you as you're talking about uh, the possibility of putting in tops and and all that stuff, you know, you look at uh, some of the things that are coming up, and you mentioned that next Tuesday's uh, USDA report, and you know what you've got today here on on Tuesday, you've got the uh, the the runoff for the Georgia Senate seats. Uh, that's got some uh, some implications to it as far as the broader markets go. Um, you've got the uh, uh, Congress or the Senate uh, uh, endorsing or or uh, 
ratifying those uh, electoral college votes uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. Then you've got uh, outside of the USDA report, you've got the inauguration. And what happens within the first couple of days of, uh, of an inauguration, the, the new president generally comes in and will sign a bunch of executive orders that can sometimes undo what the previous president has done. We've already talked in length uh, ad nauseum about China wanting to renegotiate this uh, this phase one trade deal. What's that look like uh, in the first few days here of the uh, of the the new administration? And you know we've got further lockdowns. You mentioned COVID. We've got further lockdowns in Europe, and there's been word of uh, of the new strain being in in China now. Is there a possibility that the new administration goes back to a lockdown type situation like we did back in March? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and there's, like I said, a lot going on. And to be able to sift through all this information while the market keeps running higher, mm-hmm. it's it's something where it kind of goes by the wayside. You keep talking about how Argentina's dry, but is that still and how long can we talk about that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. What, what time do we start talking about these new stories and what time mm-hmm. does it come into this market? And we see that panic flush where, oh, I have completely over leveraged myself. And this market's starting to work against me. Right. And I just I read something uh, this morning and, and, you know, it's it's debatable on how much you you actually believe what you read on Twitter. But, you know, this is a, this is a person down the, down in Brazil that's uh, uh, active with uh, with commodities and whatnot. And they come back and they say, you know what, we just had great rains. We're back to average rains that uh, we look like we probably should be starting to maybe increase some of those uh, those expectations for that uh, for that bean crop down there not going back to that 135 million bushel or 35 million ton uh production that they had that they had originally said but going back from say 130 up to maybe 131 and a half or 131 so they're starting to build a little bit back into that uh, with the the rains that they've been getting over the last month um Argentina, another case where over the weekend they had average rains or they had decent rains, better than they expected. When does that tip the scales to the, all of a sudden we're start, we start to talk about maybe putting a little yield back on their corn or their beans? So mm-hmm. There's definitely some, some uh, trials and tribulations ahead of us. And, you know, as you, as you are, you know, a student of – the technicals and whatnot, as you're looking at these markets, are you looking at things from, you know, specifically a day by day hourly type uh, type trade, or are you going out further and looking at the weeklies and the monthlies and, and the historicals, continuous charts, active charts uh, to figure out where we're at uh, similar to other years where we've seen these big moves or what uh, uh, is there anything that's showing up uh, from a longer term perspective that is uh, that is worrying you at this point? So, Greg, you know, I love to look at all the charts. And I do. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. And uh, I think a great one to look back at is that 2010 chart going into 2011, because we've just been doing such a great job at staying in pace with it and moving along with it. And during that year, we did top out the bean market the 7th of February, or the week of the 7th of February, before moving it back down into that May timeframe. 
So to think about what we have this year, what all the stories we just talked about, Brazil, and then we got our planting coming up. We got perspective, perspective planting coming up in March. We got a new administration coming in. We got XYZ. We've just ran this market up so much, and it's just been to the moon. To think that maybe we put in our top here by the end of the month, if not early February, does not seem far the realm of possibilities. And yeah. potentially looking at, hey, uh, we're actually going to plant a ton of ton of crop here for uh, the U.S. side of things, and uh, probably something we should be looking to pull back our expectations, at least at this time, until we can get it in the ground and see what, in fact, we're going to be looking at. Because if we just plant every single acre known to man here on the U.S. side of things, well, we still got a lot of land, and we can do some pretty good damage on uh, on building it back a supply. So maybe something we see our our prices start to say, yeah, let's start pricing, and maybe we have just an outrageous crop this year. Now, back in uh, back in the 2010-2011 uh, timeframe that you were talking about, when we broke things off that week of the uh, the 7th of, of February, uh, do you have any, any, any indication uh, if there was a change in fundamentals at that point? Was there some sort of uh, technical signal that was given? What do, do you do? You know what caused that uh, that break? Uh, during that break, it seemed like we just overloaded the boat. It was still extremely bullish. Uh, we still had everything running in our favor. And I think for much the same reason, we started to work this thing back just on the fact that we did run it from that year about the same level as we started the low this year, all the way up to 14, uh, I think it was 1456. Mm -hmm. So we ran it up, we went absolutely to the moon and then we set back mm -hmm. and then we used that original high as a target later on the year to be looking to break. Okay. So, I mean, even if we were to, to back off and this is, you know, this is kind of, this, we're not trying to give any indication of every single year that we've done something similar to this. This is how it happens. But if we were to break off, is there a point that you're watching on this market where as long as we stay above a trend line, a specific price, uh, a moving average or something like that, that you would say we have not turned to into bearish territory at this point we've just corrected is there is there a point that you're watching let's say let's specifically the beans because they seem to have the most voracious uh, bullishness out there yeah so for the beans i mean you're really going to have to do some major chart damage in order to really take this away from a bullish story um i'm not so much hey we have to and to re-enter a bear market and we're going back down below 10 bucks. Um, but to see a couple dollar correction at this point, still not that much after a $5 move off of our lows, 550 almost at this point, sure. move off our lows. So to see us move back and half of that would be $2.75. I mean, not out of the realm of possibilities uh, with still a more bullish lean to the overall picture going throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so I think you can, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, see major volatility and still not do technically a ton of chart damage to where the bull market is just completely over. Right. But the, the thing to remember about that is, you know, in the meantime, let's say you take a lot of you take 275 off of off of uh, old crop and you what do you take a uh, a dollar 50 off of off of new crop um maybe something like that you're still talking you're you're talking 10 dollar beans all of a sudden 
mm-hmm. um, in new crop. That's uh, that should be a concern for everybody because at that point it went, we went from eleven fifty or eleven sixty beans to ten dollars, and how many people actually did something with it? This is right. the conver- this is the conversation I've had uh, numerous times over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, is you know we've seen these moves before. We've seen good bullish moves before, not necessarily maybe this big of a move uh, in the last uh, five or 10 years, but we've seen moves like this. Mm-hmm. And the big difference is there are potential, there there is potential that this could blow up in our faces. And we gave up, a, we gave up an opportunity to have some really good sale opportunities uh, at you know, 1150, 1160, you know, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you look back at, uh, let's say 2000 or uh, yeah, 2016, when we did this in beans, where we went up to $12, uh, it didn't take very long to get back down to 950. And we never went and retested that $12 mark again until this year. Mm -hmm. So you're talking four years before you came back. And then we spent the bulk of that time between 850 and, and 1050. So there is definitely some uh, some concern, and I'm not saying that the bull run is over, and I don't think anybody would would insinuate that. But just like in the corn last year, where you know the 2019 corn, where we had a short crop and and all that, and we went up to 465, 475, whatever it was, and then it it tried to retest it uh, a few weeks later and never made it, and then next thing you know. Over this this past winter, we're trading 320 or, or lower. That's a big change. So mm-hmm. there there is a lot of concern because of the the way this thing times out. Is when do you get your opportunity to make to get your hedges on, or when do you get an opportunity to ca- make cash sales? And does it make sense to make some cash sales while we sit up here at, uh, at higher prices? Right. Shouldn't have any regret at making cash sales at these levels. Not at all. And with everything that we're talking about, like, as you know, there's so many decisions going on right now. There's so many variables going on right now. It's really something that during this time frame, we got to be looking at something, getting some information in your hands. Uh, and I think it's a great, great way to get into the, our conference. Um, with what's coming up here because as we said it very well could be towards the end of this month maybe if we are following that 2010 relationship that we put in our high and that's exactly the time frame we got a conference going on so since you're the host you want to talk a little bit about it craig i am the host yeah uh i'm the host of this uh this podcast with you i'm the host of our of our uh uh, conference, uh, the the Ag Leaders Conference uh, at the end of this month. Um, I really do think uh, the big thing, obviously, on day one is all going to be about Drew, but I think the biggest thing that everybody's going to be left hanging with uh, with Drew is the cliffhanger that he he left us with in the summer, which is talking about that potential for dryness uh, this year and maybe even two and three years down the road. Um, due to this La Nina uh, pattern. And I think, uh, you know, as I'm talking to customers, uh, that that is one of those things that makes me nervous about overcommitting. And I just talked about uh, cash and and I just talked about hedges, but that's one of those things that it makes me nervous about overcommitting to, uh, to cash at this point 
mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what to do with it. So I think I think everybody's going to be hanging on with bated breath for uh, for Drew and what he has to say. But I think uh, the bigger thing and the bigger, more important thing is finding out what Steve and Rich and Ryan are going to have to say when it comes to uh, to what you do with your strategies this year. How do you make a marketing plan when everything looks so bullish? Mm-hmm. Is there any reason to have a marketing plan at this at this point? And I think we all know the answer is yes, but what do you do with it? How do you limit your risk while keeping yourself close close enough to lock in profitable levels? 100%. And yeah, I think uh, you're right. You're out of the money. How do you How do you manage your risk in a market that seems like there is none? And they've done a great job in the past. I'm sure they're going to do a great job this one. So if you guys have not been signed up yet, please give us a call 800-262-7538 to get signed up for that. That's going to be on the 27th with Drew Lerner and the 28th with uh, Steve Rich and Ryan. And of course, Greg is the host. So again, if you guys have any questions, you want to get signed up 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one. 